You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the U Up Podcast. Coming at you live from Las Vegas. Which, by the way, I've been struggling with how to say Vegas. I've, I've been teased. Not teased, but people have called out that I said, I say Las Vegas weird. I usually just say Vegas, and I guess you're supposed to say Vegas. But... I think I'm saying it right. It's just like it's been mispronounced. Mispronounced. I fucking hate myself right now. It's been mispronounced by the masses so egregiously that we've just accepted that it's Vegas. But it really is Vegas if you say it the way it's spelled. Anyway, I'm in Las Vegas. I'm outside in a cabana. I'm trying to get away from like the loud noise, but there's just no escaping it here. And I don't really want to be in my hotel room right now because that just feels depressing. And you'd be able to hear the bass through the wall. I mean, it's so loud. So I'm at the um, hotel pool. Emil Joachim is op- my opener and Andrew Collin. They're um, playing ping pong right now. But I thought I'd just, like, get a little sound check started to see if this is too loud. And, like, you know, record by myself. I'm in a little cabana and no one's kicked me out yet. And I'm wondering if I can even smoke pot in here. I think I could get away with anything in this little cabana. Usually you have to rent these, but... I gotta tell you, the hotel I'm staying at, it's nice, and my room is great, and the pl- I'm playing Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club here at Caesars. I'm not at Caesars, but I'm in a, a different hotel, but um, I'm at Jimmy Kimmel's new comedy club in Las Vegas. I have to think about it every time I say it now. And it's just a great club, and in terms of, like, green room, you guys know what I care about. Green room, uh, people taking care of me, uh, uh, this... That's about it. I just care about, like, that they have my rider, which, if you don't know what a rider is, it's what celebrities and people on tour request to be backstage for them. I didn't have a rider for the first, um, I would say, 14 years of my career. And then the past two years, I've been able to request, like, I, I don't have a crazy one. There's, like, apparently, um, I think Mike Epps, maybe it's Mike Epps, it's one of, like, the... A, a, a prominent black comedian, I think it's Mike Apps, um, has, like, you need to get him new sneakers every week. And then he he donates them to, like, or auctions them off or something. But still, a club has to go, like, find him sneakers. So I don't really feel bad finding, asking a club to provide a veggie tray for me. But people sometimes go, you're a diva because you have a fucking rider. It's just, like, a lot of comedians don't have riders and they don't understand that they could. And so I get... You know, skinny pop for Andrew. I get kind bars for Andrew because he always wants to snack as soon as he gets there, as do I. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This club takes care of me, and it feels great. I just want to be taken care of. You guys get it. Um, So I'm a single lady in a cabana right now. It's um, 11 a.m. here in Vegas, so things are just starting to pop off. I did morning TV today um, at a, a local Fox affiliate station. You guys get it. I've said that a lot. Do you guys get it? I don't know. I'm just assuming. That's pretty presumptuous of me. Do you get what my experience is? Um, But they picked us up in a limo to drive us home. It was pretty sweet. Um, Did the TV station. I mean, it was a good interview. I tend to just take those over because the person is always like, you know, it's Friday. They want to, they're done with their week they don't really want to do an in-depth interview they haven't really don't know who I am they got a one sheet with some facts about me but I know what it's like to interview celebrities and sometimes you don't know anything about them and they're just coming in and so this guy knew little to nothing about me and um and I just uh railroaded it and took over and it was super fun guess who's walking up to the cabana the cabana boys hello Andrew Collin and Mia Joaquim just joined us how's it going it's good out here in Vegas, 104 degrees, but it's 135 degrees in my panties, if you know what I mean. Why are you wearing panties? I mean, that's... Vegas, baby. All right, okay. Emil, how are you doing? You guys were just playing um, ping pong? Playing a game of ping pong. I tried to peer pressure Andrew into taking his shirt off. He didn't do it yet, but I think I got... What's holding you back? My nipples. <laughs> Is that seriously what's holding you back? I thought you were over that. Uh, you think until you get into the sun where it's really bright. and uh, Who are you worried about seeing your nipples? Just What's your worst case scenario for if you took your shirt off and your nipples, your puffy, puffy nipples that you can do nothing about, um, are exposed to the sunlight? What's going to happen? Worst case scenario? Uh, the DJ stops the music and everyone points and goes, 
Oh, look at fucking puffs over there. Okay, so that's never going to happen. But what truly is like what your fear is? I don't know. It's just uh, it's like PTSD. I've had uh, got made fun of my nipples when I was younger, and you say PTSD really weird. Do I say it again? PTSD. PTSD. You say it like it's an Italian last name. Yes. Oh, it's not. PTSD. It, you know, it reminds me of. Do you ever hear that story of Joe List, comedian Joe List? <coughs> Excuse me. Comedian Joe List was doing a show, and uh, the MC asked him like. Hey, um, what's your last name? He goes, List. List, L-I-S-T. List, L-I-S-T. And the guy goes, okay, got it. So he brought him on stage. He goes, keep it going for your next comedian, Joe List, L-I-S-T. Mm-hmm. He thought it was his name. So that's how you say PTSD. 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 Um, Emil, do you have any body insecurities of which um, you can relate to Andrew? Yeah, taking the shirt off for sure is just hairiness. But I thought he. But your shirt was off immediately. No, it was because it was so hot though. That it was just temperature. It wasn't like yeah, I want to be like outside. I went for a run yesterday before we left for Las Vegas, and um, I was running along the Hudson, which is my West Side Highway, which is my daily route. If you ever want to celebrity stalk me, I go. I run four miles up in there every day. Um, but you won't even catch me because I'm so goddamn fast. Anyway, I was running, and I just saw all these guys shirtless running. And a couple girls in their sports bras, but most of the time girls are wearing shirts. And I just said, fuck it. And I took my shirt off, and it made me run so much faster because I was, like, and suck in. So I had better posture, I think. You're more rapable. What? You're more rapable. I mean, it was during the day, so I didn't feel rapable. Okay, I'm just saying. Thank you for saying that I could be rapable any time of day. You know, as a woman, sometimes you go, am I only rapable at night? And you just... Prime hour, 2 p.m. to 3, broad daylight. Oh, this was a 10 a.m. run. Even better. Oh, whoa, morning rape. (laughs) Oh, God. Morning wood. Sorry if you've been raped and this is triggering for you. I'm not saying that flippantly. I truly do apologize. Should have done a trigger warning. Um... You don't wear a bikini that often. I hate wearing a bikini. I was just going to talk about it before you guys got over here. Like, I just can't. I look fucking great, but I, because I work hard to look good, but I don't like looking good. I don't like, if I was then sudden, I don't want men to look at me like a sex object. And I know that that, I don't look that good, that it's going to be like everyone's popping boners everywhere. But when you're in a bikini, the dynamic, I've been... I've been in bikinis with my guy friends and it just changes. It's not like you guys are turned on, but it's just like I get weirder, you get weirder. I just don't like to be exposed in that way. Whenever I've gone in a swimsuit, even in front of my dad, I feel weird in a swimsuit. I just feel it's like being naked. There's no difference than me being in my underwear than me being in a bikini. Actually, my underwear cover more than my bikini. And by the way, I don't even have a bikini. I'm borrowing one from Carlisle Forrester, Queen of Squirt Nation, who lent me one from San Diego months ago, and I never returned it to her. That girl over there is putting sunblock on the bottoms of her feet, which is an interesting choice. Um, what do you guys think about like well, when you have a girl, a girlfriend that you're hanging out with, and all of a sudden you go to a pool party and you see like side boob? Like, isn't that kind of distracting and kind of like sh- weird for you? Well, I do think bikini bottoms on girls—you could literally see everything. You could see their vagina. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, as a woman, I, I I think it's crazy that I mean, in Europe, guys wear speedos a lot, but in, in America, whatever, we wear like these long ass baggy. We get it so easy. Yeah. So as a woman, I don't know. Yeah, if I was a woman, I'd wear, like, board shorts, like, little, like, hot board shorts, and I'd wear, like, a bikini top. But that's not what bothers me is the bottom. Like, who cares? Like, my vagina... I don't think you can see vaginas as much as you think you can. It's more like the boobs out. It's just everything. It's just you're you're naked, and it's acceptable, and I'm grateful for it, and I love girls that can flaunt it. I'm just bad at it. It's weird that if you're wearing, like, a bra in public, people would be like, she's wearing... That's inappropriate but a swimsuit is the same shape of it it's, my ex-boyfriend always said it's the biggest ruse that like men ever made for, for women is to just be like hey you guys should wear this swimming they just like invented a bikini and then they're like oh now we get to see you in underwear all the time and it's like we're just like oh yeah okay and we honestly girls love to display their bodies when they look good so it gives us an excuse to like show off but I, if I were alone here, I would 100% wear a swimsuit. But, like, with guy friends, I, even, like, I just can't do it. I can't do it. It's really hard for me to do. We should have to wear Speedos as guys as, like, the equalizer to yeah. show shit. Like, because yeah. 
And then if you're wearing long shorts, that just shows like, oh, he has a tiny dick. Yes, that should work, be, yeah. that's so true. girls have to work hard to wear bikinis, and they're nervous about it. But guys are like, I don't care. So we should have to be like, flaunt it. And there's always this moment when you're a girl, when you like decide to go like, okay, I'm going to like drop trow and like go in my swimsuit. It's so awkward. It's much easier to change in a bathroom and then walk out and already be in a swimsuit. But like when you come out in a sundress, you have to like take your dress off, and it just looks so, Oh, it just... I don't know if I'm the only one. Maybe some girls are listening to this and feeling the same way. Do you guys feel that way? Like and that's how I that's how I feel about my nipples. So why do you come at me about my nipples? Um, because I thought you are someone that gets naked all the time. Your stomach's always hanging out, and it doesn't look good. Like your stomach that you push out is not an attractive stomach, and we can all agree on that. So like you lean into other things that are like funny and unattractive about yourself, but that one you can't. Yeah. I guess that's a good point. But I'm not someone who's like a, a body comic that like puts my body out there as like a joke. But you seem to make fun of your body a lot. Yeah. That's how I take ownership of it. But if I'm like at a pool, I would not keep I wouldn't want to keep my shirt like I could take my shirt off, dance and then put it back on. You know what I mean? And I can control my nipples that way, like how hard they are. Right. You know what I mean? Over a five-second window, I got real solid control over the nips. Have you looked into, like, something that would permanently make your nipples hard? Have you, like, Googled it? I've looked into dry ice, uh, hard ice, all the ice. Yeah. And uh, just moving to colder weather. Do, do Does the ice secu- uh, at the border, do those get your nipples hard? Gets my cock hard. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> have you thought about just hiring a little, like, Filipino boy to walk by and flick them at all times? Why does he have to be Filipino, he Emil? He have to be Filipino, but he has to be Filipino. <laughs> yeah. And yes, I have, but they are more expensive than ice. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... Yeah, I mean, we're just, what do you guys think about this pool situation? I've been saying that, like, I was just about to tell my listeners. This is why people drink. This is why people drink at a pool. You get fucked up. You get, like, if you put two pina coladas in me, big boys, I'd be showing my nips all day. That's true. Oh, my God. When I drank, like, I didn't care what I looked like in a swimsuit. It's not even that I'm like, oh, my God, my body is gross. I just don't want, it just, no one's going to listen to what I say if I'm in, in my underwear talking to you. Like, you don't listen. You can listen, but it's like, uh, she's wearing her tits out, her tits out, her tits out. That's why I don't wear things with cleavage. I don't like, I want men to take me seriously. Not seriously, because I when I see girls with cleavage, I'm like, I want to be clear. I'm like in awe of them, and I'm like, wow, she gets whatever she wants. She doesn't care. But when I have my cleavage out, I just feel like... And, and I guess there's a part of it, too, that if I don't give the attention I want, then I'm like, oh, well, that whole thing that I've built in my head isn't even true. So I'd rather just not even know. I don't know. But, like, when you when there is a girl walking around with intense cleavage, like, do you have to come when you're talking to her and you're are you thinking, don't look at her tits, don't look at her tits? Okay. Emil is nodding his hand. 100% of the time. The okay. Time. So it doesn't that make it either. You could hear what she's saying and you could have a conversation, but isn't it going to take a little bit away from your side of the conversation? Yeah. And it's, she'll get anything she wants. Like any argument she has, I'll just be like agreeing with it. And then I'll walk away and I'm like, I'm an idiot. Why did like, I? Because you weren't listening. No. You, because you can't listen. And I want her to like me. I'm just like, Ugh, boobs. Like we're such dumb. Well, let's talk about even if it's an unattractive girl. Let's say it's an unattractive girl, but there are huge tits out. Aren't you still being like, don't look at her tits? Because tits, don't they just draw the eye? Yeah, if they're nice enough tits. Like, there has to be a level of the niceness of tits versus how unattractive she might. Like, it has to balance out. But that that doesn't take away from listening to her. If anything, I might listen more if she has better tits. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. I will definitely, like, remember more things she said. In general. But I'm talking about in the conversation you're having. Aren't you a little bit... Let's say you were just as interested in this girl um, without her tits out. Like, she was just as fascinating to you, but she has her boobs out. Okay, let's say you're talking to Natalie Portman, okay? And Natalie Portman's wearing a turtleneck, or Natalie Portman is wearing a bustier with her tits out. Are you going to absorb more from the conversation with her if she's wearing a turtleneck or if she's wearing a bustier? And be honest, like if you're trying to have an intelligent conversation and really show who you are and actually listen and be a supportive uh, conversationalist, wouldn't the tits out make that go the other way? Honestly, no. I think if tits were out, I would focus more. Like I zone out in most conversations, but the tits would be like, it'd be like Adderall. Like I would be more focused in than... Interesting. Okay, so my theory is uh, the wheels are falling off this. I mean, I wouldn't... I think it all depends on the part. But I think if Natalie Portman... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you can plug your phone in. We have a visitor and he's plugging his phone in. If you 
if I met Natalie Portman and it was like revealing of my tits, like here are my tits, let's have a conversation. Or if she was just sitting there already and her tits were like tits kind of they don't wear off but if you're talking to a girl the first like two minutes you're like tits 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 and then after 10 minutes you don't even you don't even recognize the tits anymore right which, which I, I don't know what we're hoping for like if we're like maybe one will fall out that's why we're so attentive but because it's the same image this cleavage is the same but i think we're just like maybe we'll get more so that's why we pay attention like that girl this morning had great tits i was on the tv on tv with you today yeah but her cleavage wasn't out yeah, yeah but you could see i mean you could see her body per i mean she looked great yeah and it made me care about her art more <laughs> no you didn't that is so funny no, you I fucking totally say did. that dude i did dude i'm telling you i swear to you i was like oh okay my God, so I've just to catch you guys that. up we um <laughs> We were at a morning TV show, and in the green room was a girl that was also appearing on the show and to promote some art that she had. She was doing art. She had some cool art, but she was doing an art show here, and she's from L.A., super hot chick, big boobs, tiny waist, tan, great outfit, uh, great makeup, full hair and makeup, looked fantastic. And um, she had some art, and it's so funny that you say you were more interested in her art because legit her art was in the room and they were talking about which posters to show during her segment and then that guy let the producer left with the art and Andrew goes so what's your art like and I'm like he didn't even notice that right three feet in front of him all of her art was displayed I agree with you there so but don't tell me you enjoyed her art. You, you you enjoyed the theory of her art because you were trying to show interest in her because she was hot, but you didn't actually look at her true. fucking art. Not true. I didn't know that was her art, and I never even saw the art. It had nothing to do with maybe her beauty was taken away from the That's art what I'm that saying. was in the room, but I didn't know it was her art. If I knew it was her art, I would really dig into it. I'd be like, wow, look at the contours. Look, oh, what is that, Van Goghism? I think you played it cool because I would have played that card too because I knew it was her art. But oh, when you yeah. ask, then you got to be like, "Is that? Oh, is that like? What do you do? What's your art? Like you have to act like." Oh, I have no it's idea. so yeah. funny to me because this girl, I got to be honest, like, didn't okay, have a great stage. personality. On Hold on, this girl did not have a great personality. Did that bad. not matter? It wasn't bad. She was she was very nice for how attractive she was. She was very open when she was talking about her Insta story about having this girl. She was like, I don't like this girl. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Like, oh, yeah, she was open she and like, open. yeah, chatty. Okay, maybe but she did have a good, good personality. When, you, when you're on stage and you look better, do you think people are paying attention more? Um, no, they're more distracted and they don't listen to me as much and I don't get as good of laughs. I swear to God. Do you th- if, if dressing more attractive made me get more laughs, I would do it. I'm a comedian. I, I work every angle I can get to yeah. get more laughs. But it doesn't. Women look you up and down because they're they're worried that their guy is gonna laugh too hard at you and want to fuck. And that means they want to fuck you. And not every woman, but this is a common thing that a girl, if you're dressed too sexy, the girl, the guy isn't gonna laugh because he's worried that if he laughs too hard, he's gonna get into a fight with his girlfriend later because she's like, well, you wanted to fuck her or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, that happens a lot. Girls, if they're just girls alone, they're looking at your outfit up and down. I mean, I'm just saying this from a girl perspective. When a girl walks on stage and she's super stylish or super sexy, I'm looking at her body up and down. I'm going, why can't I look like that? I'm just judging it too much. Whereas if you go up and you're not showing much skin, people have the tendency to listen to you more. Yeah, I just, I don't know. If it was that girl this morning. I wish it wasn't that way. I wish we could do whatever we wanted, but that's just what my feeling. I don't know. I feel like you are like right on the cusp of like, you're obviously attractive, but like you play it in a way where it doesn't take over your your like your jokes. But I feel like that girl this morning with what she was wearing and like how done up and like whatever, it would be maybe tougher for her to get laughs without. I don't Yes, of course it would be. Of course it would be. But and but I do dress up when I do like tapings and stuff and I've learned that you know, my Comedy Central presents I did in 2012 and I wore a short dress I had my legs out I had high heels I mean I looked really super sexy and it just doesn't it's not it's going viral though looking insanely hot on like on Conan and shit right look as good as you can look right so that defeats your purpose of people don't you think they're just going there because they think you look attractive let me just say that TV is different than um than live shows. Live shows, I'm not kidding you. The di- when you're dressed, I was dressed hot last night and I struggled during. Yeah. I struggled more during my set because my stomach was showing and because I had a, a crop top on and tight white jeans. 
It, it, I swear I to God, it's a different vibe. I felt it last night, and I was like, noted, you can't wear this outfit again. They're a weird crowd, though. Do you think it's, like, different, though? Because you, you said you don't show a lot of skin, which is true. I think there's a difference between, like, looking beautiful and then doing the sexy route of, like, tits pushed up and all that. I think yes. you get different reactions. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think beautiful and looking pretty is always fine, and people can kind of, like, take that and not feel as threatened by that. But when you, yeah, when you're showing too much skin, it's just like, it's distracting to both men and women. I mean, this, I don't know where this conversation's going, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a real thing. And, uh, yeah, I love that you said that you love that girl's art when it was literally right in front of you, but you were so distracted by talking to her that you didn't see the humongous portraits literally two feet from your head. I saw the art in her. That's beautiful. Jackpot. Has she slid into your DMs yet? Uh, oh, oh, you didn't. You didn't get a yeah. chance to like she even. Had she had a boyfriend. She said that. Oh, I did yeah. lose interest as soon as she said she had a boyfriend. I was Wait, like, what was that again? I really? totally lost interest as soon as she said she had a boyfriend. I was like, her art's not shit. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's girls. Are you listening to this? That's why I don't even want to get a boyfriend. Is because guys don't even want to like talk to you if they don't think that there's a small chance they can fuck you. As if having a boyfriend prevents. We're great friends, and I've never wanted to fuck you. I understand. I'm not talking about you, Andrew. I'm talking about as the masses. The ma- oh yeah, the masses. It's like Emil just said. As so- you both said, as oh, soon as she said, that's also because we didn't have a connection, like personality-wise. If she was great and she was really obviously, I would respect her. And like I'd be friends with her also. But because we were both just like, she's so hot. Then she's like, I have a boyfriend. We were like, mm. does anyone notice what happened here? Remember when I presented that maybe she didn't have a great personality and they go both go, no, 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 she was great. And then I just said, um, and then they go, well, if she had a better personality, we would have cared about her. So <laughs> no, I think I just won that. I loved her personality. I loved everything about you. And if you're listening right now, girl with art with uh, about uh, UFC fighters, hit me up. I'm at the link. Yeah, you just gave away our hotel. I mean, yeah, try, just try to come find us. I dare you. I saw I saw some guy talking about one of your serves. Oh, really? Yeah, I walked by and some old guy was like, hey, look at this guy's serve. He's getting ready to wind up. And then I didn't stay long enough to hear him ridicule you. I don't know if he was ridiculing. Maybe he said it was, I don't know, interesting. Who, who won? We didn't. The ball wasn't good enough. The table wasn't good enough to play a real game. I won. I for sure won. No, I'm kidding. We didn't keep track. <laughs> what happens is, is like when you play basketball on like when it's windy out and there's like and it's outside and there's no net, you don't even want to really even play. And that's how it is with ping pong. If you don't have a solid ball, solid air control, solid table, solid paddles. Oh, I'm solidly aboard by this. Um, <laughs> there's gonna be some ping pong heads that get it. You know, weirdly ping so pong heads. Yeah, there's a lot of pong faces. <laughs> <laughs> a jackpot. A jackpot. Uh, we've also become obsessed with the phrase jackpot on this trip. Um, because I am the new voice of Blind Date on Bravo. Remember the show Blind Date? Well, it's coming back to Bravo, and I'm the voice of it. And last week, Emil and um, Andrew went with me to re- the recording of it. And there was one line where I go, on this week's Blind Date, we, or on this week's show, we have a Blind Date a jackpot. And Andrew thought it was funny the way I said that, and then we just started saying jackpot, and it's been so funny to me. My favorite word now. I mean, just feel it. Really feel it out there, okay, folks. Yeah. Ready? Jackpot. Just say it to yourself. Jackpot. Uh, jackpot. Jackpot. Mm, jackpot. It's just a great little punctuation. Ugh, I love it. I should have said it in my special because I'm trying to name my special right now, and jackpot would be a great name for my special. Yeah, it would be nice. I'm going to open with it tonight. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go, what's up, Vegas? Jackpot. Yeah, you can. Th- I tossed it in today. Emil caught it. It's on my story, on my Instagram story. I said jackpot um, during my TV interview. I snuck it in. So let's um, let's spread the jackpot awareness. Say it as much as you can this weekend. Really lean into it. I hope everyone had a good Fourth of July. Film yourself doing. Film yourself doing it. And, and then and tag our podcast yeah. at you up SXM is the podcast. Turn your friends onto the podcast. Let's get into the podcast or get into the radio show. This week was a doozy. We only had three days in studio because of July 4th, but uh, let's um, Monday show. We had Ian Fidance and Gavin Matz in studio. Ian, um, Ian came in hot. I had to scold him a couple times during this entire show because he just, he was too jokey. He was stepping on my punchlines. He was stepping on my stories. And I said, you got to back off. I, I really, it got almost awkward because I was like, Ian, stop.
Stop it. Was I on the show? No, you weren't oh. on the show, Andrew. But it was, uh, it was, I had to scold him. He's just too funny sometimes. Um, which, by the way, check out a new cartoon that some fan made us at, at Cartuna, C-A-R-T-U-N-A Comics, at Cartuna Radio. No, it's at Cartuna Radio. Um, we posted it on the UFSXM uh, Instagram, which you should give it a follow. But they took a segment from our show and made a, a cartoon to it, and it's so funny. And they did such a great job, and go check that out. But anyway, Ian was in, and I he I he tried to repeat a bit that he did on the show the week before, oh, and he didn't realize, it. and I called him out on it. So that's that. This is us, uh, me, Ian Fidance, and Gavin Matz. And I was, I was a little testy on Monday, I gotta admit. <laughs> I, I take the blame for that. I'm a little testy a lot of days. When the girl comes, that's when I'm like, oh, now I'm going to exactly. go. The problem is, though, when a girl comes, it can keep going. When a guy comes, everything. Let's time. Night, night. And it's been, not fair. I, my yeah. girlfriend has unlocked some sort of thing in me where I'm making noises I've me- never made in my entire life before. You did this bit last time. What? Yeah, on the Nuh-uh. show. Yeah, you did. Shut up. I'm not voices. kidding you. It's not a bit. No, <laughs> you actually told me this last time you were on the show, but you can repeat it. Nuh-uh. Yes. What'd I say? Where you go, you did an example. Did of I? A, yes, <laughs> you oh did. Oh, my God. But it's not, it's, wow. it's not for uh, not mentioning again. Yeah. So what do you say? Is it more worked out now? <laughs> do you have more tags? Yeah, do you tag it? Give it to us again. Let me see if I can predict where this is going. So, you know, sometimes when I have sex, it's like, whoa. And then other times it's like, Ooh. Yep, yep, that was it. And then remember when I said that sometimes I speak in tongues and I don't even oh, know what I'm wow. saying? And then and I, I go, said, oh my God, 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 oh my God. That's like mine, where oh, I go, yeah, oh my God, yeah, oh my God, yeah. oh my God. And I can't even do it now because I'm not doing it. But when I'm coming, I say, oh my God, rapid fire. And I and then I say, I, I cover my eyes like this because I don't want to be seen. It's all, now Remember, it's all coming back. And it's I the, think I, and the then, listener thinks they're hearing a repeat right now uh, and we're live it's july 1st don't forget wow i can't believe you didn't add the tag that she used yeah oh, da- well i think the new tag is uh i'm like dana barrett and ghostbusters i'm like there is no dana only zool uh, well if i understood okay, that weaving. tag at all yeah. <laughs> are you weaving weaving and swam okay door swam shut yeah it's um god, god i can't I will never tire of talking about sex because it is so complicated and it is so, so, such an... Oh, I got I mean, a book for you then. What? This book. What is it? The, the Surrender. Surrender. He's I'm just listening. walking around with It's it. about anal. What? Oh, really? Yeah. It's all about anal? Mm-hmm. It's Why? about a woman's experience with anal and how it unlocked a... Uh, Oh, new like God. life inside of Are her. Are you just getting? It's a memoir. <laughs> it is a memoir. It does say that on yeah, the yeah. side. You... It's an exotic it's, memoir. It's about it's about a ballerina who uh, who succumbed okay. to anal and found God through. Is it erotic though? Are you getting turned on while you read it's, it? It's like funny, erotic. It's great. Is it meant to be erotic though? Is it meant to read and like girls who are into that kind of thing would mm, jerk off to it? Maybe? No, I I don't know, but it's it's very it's very funny and like interesting, and she she brings up. A lot of good points and interesting things. Dude, about- a girl came to the show this past weekend, and I met her after at my meet and greet. And she goes, um, and I get this a lot where it's like, uh, usually people write to me that they've tried anal because of my Netflix special, or mm-hmm. like it got me that to be me open out. to it. Yeah, yeah. You said that your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It, I get that all the time. Oh, look at that. He's opening the book and. Yep. Oh, it's a key. Timmy's oh. back in here. <laughs> Shut that book. Timmy walked back in. Timmy. Go 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 to the drawer. Did you get that at the bookstore and open it? And you're like, yes. The first. Yeah. Line, where did you get that? His was first in my ass. Oh my god. Adele gave it to me. Oh, Adele did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, there's a book I think he'd like. Wow, Adele has read that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, you guys are into the same thing, then. I love anal. I know. Yeah. Well, and I just learned something about Adele too. Well, so do you. I know. You should read this book. I'm going to. Um, the truth always shows itself with the ass. Will you just do the the audio book for me? <laughs> a cock and an ass is a is a cock and an ass operates like the arrow on a lie detector test. The ass doesn't know how to lie. It can't lie. It hurts physically if you lie. The pussy, on the other hand, can lie at the mere entry of a dick in the room. What? Yeah, because you you can act like it feels good, but when you hurt in your ass, you're like ah, ah stop stop. Oh right, so it does it. It's the ultimate lie detector yeah. test. Okay. Interesting, right? I've never done anal. 
You haven't? Yeah, but that's just because I think no, people I've been with, they haven't been enthusiastic about right. it. Right, you need so then enthusiastic. So it's like, if someone's not like... I feel the just same like, way. I don't know. They're like, if you want to, then I don't want to. Yeah, and you're you're obviously not enthusiastic about it. Yeah, I mean, like, I could be. Yes, I mean, but it's I not like something I that you've always... I for anything. Oh, really? Maybe, yeah. Okay, well, you're just there to please. Yeah. Well, if you want to please a woman, having a cock in her ass really gives a woman focus. Wow, just pulling quotes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, any, any, <laughs> any line you're reading actually is pretty decent. Right? Okay. Receptivity becomes activity, not passivity. Oh my God! You Is can that a apply, textbook? You can apply this to life. I know you really could. I mm-hmm. I believe Gavin when you say that um, you could be enthusiastic about it or like no one's been like, I feel like I was. <laughs> Ian, Sorry. present. Sorry. Stop looking through a book. He loves the book. Enter the exit. Paradise awaits. <laughs> That's what oh it my says. God. <laughs> Enter the exit. See, it's funny. Okay, that is funny. Right? It is funny. <laughs> We're back. That was Monday's show. We're still in the cabana. Andrew just uh, lit. We're in the cabana. Janet. <laughs> Getting napkins. Janet in the cabana. Does he say cabana? Does Crystalia say cabana in that rap? We're referencing uh, Crystalia's impression of Eminem, which has turned into like a career for him. I mean, he did one impression on Twitter, I think, or Instagram, and um, Eminem put him in a song, and now he's in the M- newest Eminem music video. But, uh, Andrew, what did you just uh, say? You leaned back and you kind of, like, exasperatedly said something to yourself right before I pressed record. So, I was not an alcoholic, but a binge drinker in my 20s, early 30s, and yesterday. And, uh, no, I haven't drank in, like, seven or eight months. And I'm sober here in Vegas, and I really enjoy it. Every other time I've been to Vegas, I've been a fucking disaster. One time I threw up in every hotel as, like, a joke. To myself and my one friend. And then we were laying. I remember we got kicked out of our hotel. And we were laying outside. And, like, we realized that you can go from looking like a normal human to being on a park bench to once you lay down, you look homeless and scary. Like, all depending on how... How you're sitting. Yeah. And how we, you're... Yeah, you're And we perched. realized, like, we were just these, like... By five days in Vegas, you just turn into a fucking zombie. Yeah. We were disgusting. And you'd be you'd be at the Vegas airport, and you'd be in uh, you'd be in line, and and you would think you're gonna die. Like there are times people are throwing up. People are. There's nothing worse than coming back. Did you ever do? Vegas? Uh, you know yeah. what? There was there was a guy, a comedian, and I won't say his name, but he was so hungover on his flight back from um, Las Vegas that he uh, they had to do an emergency landing because he started like hyperventil like shaking and like having he was yeah. so dehydrated mm-hmm. that he just whatever dehydration started kicking in hard and emergency landing fifteen thousand dollars fee f- fine for having to have the plane land to what rescue it, him what if couldn't he have said it was just a bi- like biological thing to- you still have to pay for it. i mean like if you call an ambulance even yeah. if you have an emergency you have to pay for the ambulance that's insane so and it takes a while for a plane to land, so everyone's like, "Really, dude?" Like, oh, everyone I'd was probably so, so annoyed. I'd be so embarrassed. I mean, that's your nightmare. Oh my god, to die on a plane? Well, he's not—he didn't die, but also, like, what? It, you'd want to die. You want to live through that and see the embarrassment of it? Oh god. But let me just say, though, that's the worst case scenario. And that guy told me that story at a baseball game where he is fine now. Yeah. Everything's okay, and he survived. So who cares? In the end, it's a good old story. I mean, you have one of the saddest stories I've ever heard of Las Vegas. Do you want to share it real quick? I mean, the quick version is is I ended up, uh, I came out to Vegas. I was living in L.A. I was 22. I didn't want to go into my rent. My buddy came out. He had three grand. He lost it all the first night. I went into, I ended up going into my rent money. And then uh, I ended up winning somehow $7,000. And then uh, I got a free suite. My buddy left. I spent all the money at a strip club. I was there for over a day. A stripper was like, oh, why are you still here? And I was like, what? She goes, it's my second shift. I spent every dollar, and then I went back to the hotel, and I ended up getting a hook. Her, and uh, You can't even say it. I know. It feels like the more sober and older I get, the more like I'm embarrassed I get of saying it. But I did get a hooker, uh, two of them. And uh, I came within less than 30 seconds, and they laughed at me and took my money. And then I went home. Which was rightfully theirs. 
Yes. They didn't steal from you. They didn't steal from me. But it, I thought I got an hour. They gave me about three and a half minutes. And two of those minutes were uh, laughing at me. Um, oh, my God. And then I ended up driving. Oh, I ended up having like $300 left to my name, 500 more in the rent. And I was like, you know what? I'll just play a little bit more blackjack, and then I'll head back to L.A. And I lost everything except for like $85, which I used for gas. And I was literally crying driving back to L.A. through the canyons of fucking. It was insane. Oh, man, that is so sad. That's worse than emergency landing, no, for but sure. I'm, but I'm by myself. Oh my god! That I mean, that's even that's so sad. God. But now on sober Vegas, bro. I'm just living it. I just we almost got virgin pina coladas. We were like, fuck this. We're gonna get some virgins, and they were sixteen dollars. And we're like, nope, nope, <laughs> no, can't do it. Not going all out in Vegas, bro. Can't. Do it. Oh my god, virgin pina coladas are sixteen dollars yeah. a piece. God damn it. Actually, those were regular pina coladas. Maybe the virgins would be like ten. Emil, is this your first time? You're 21. You're still in college. Is this your first time in Vegas? First time in Vegas as a 21-year-old, which is good that it's fun to hang out with people that have already been sober now because I'm like, this is lo- I love doing this. I way, yeah. very, way rather do this shit. I don't like, know. Part of me, I think, Emil, you need to you need to freaking throw up in an alley and wake up bloody once. I know. I miss drinking so much, and I wish that I still could be I would kill to be young again and just be able to tie one. Like, to... Getting drunk and feeling, like, invincible in this (laughs) stupid environment. Like, all these people feel so good about themselves because they're drunk. I mean, they'll feel terrible tomorrow, so that won't be worth it. But, like, it's just, it used to be so fun to get fucked up in Vegas with your friends. It was so fun. Yeah, me and my friends came out here the first time when I was 20. No, no, no. I was, it was 2005. I thought it was 25. I was 2005, so I was 21. And um, we came out here for Dave Attell, uh, Dane Cook, Greg Giraldo. They were taping the Insomniac Tour special for Comedy Central. And we came out just to watch as fans. And we got selected to sit in the front two rows as seat fillers because they needed them for the TV taping. Then we got invited to the after party where I met Dane Cook, who was my hero at the time. And um, he was really nice to me and gave me a lot of advice. And then Dave Attell... And then Greg Giraldo, I sat at a table with him for, like, hours, but I was so blackout drunk. He gave me all this advice. I remember he didn't try to fuck me. He wasn't being creepy. He was just nice. And um, I don't remember a single word we talked about except all of those things because my friend, we talked about it the next day. And I, I just, a, a creepy vibe remains with me from a guy, even if I don't remember the conversation or not. But I'm so mad. I, I was blackout what he, drunk. What? I remember what he said to you. He said, forget TV. Just do your own platform. Start a podcast. I remember he said that. Yeah, in 2005, he knew. He knew. Greg Geraldo knew. No, he was really nice to me. And we talked for like a good, a couple, I felt like it was like two hours at this booth, at this after party. And he was so nice and he was newly sober. And we were talking about that. I don't even remember. Anyway, it was, it was meaningful at the time. But then I woke up the next day and I was so mad at myself that I couldn't remember meeting one of my ultimate heroes and hanging out with him because I was stupid and blackout drunk. But then later on, I sobered up because we ended up hanging out with Dave Attell all night, me and my friend Kat. We left that party and went with Dave Attell. And then Dave kind of realized that we were just, like, annoying and not going to fuck him. Which, I mean, like, he's entitled to, like, want to bang whoever he's hanging out with. And he was hanging out with all these hot chicks, and we were just, like, along for the ride. And so he was very nice to us, but he sent us away with a bottle of Jaeger and was like, girls, just leave. (laughs) We were in his suite, and he was like, take this, girls. And we left at 4 a.m. We had a bottle of Jaeger. We tried to go buy some pot from a guy that said he was going to, he, he, uh, we just walked up to a guy. My friend like made this all happen and we gave him 50 bucks and he was like, I'll meet you over here and give you the weed. And he handed us a, a pack of cigarettes with, that was supposed to have weed in it. And it was just empty. And before we could chase him down, he ran away. And so then we were out $50 and we were so sad and we wanted weed and we were sitting on a bench outside of, um, New York, New York, which is where we were staying. We were so sad. The sun was coming up. And these drunk guys came walking up to the club, to the hotel from their night out, random dudes, and they were just like, ladies, what's going on? You know, like classic Vegas greeting. And we were like, we just got $50 stolen from us. We were trying to buy weed. And they were like, can we get a kiss? And we were like, um, no. And then they were like, 
we were like, do you want this Jaeger? We don't want it. And then my friend, I think one of us offered it, and I go, no, $50. And they were like, yeah. And so they gave us $50, kissed us on the cheek, and then we got our money back and got rid of the Jaeger that we didn't even want. At what point in the story did you guys both then fuck Andrew in the hotel room? (laughs) Well, yeah, we took a, we we tried a new career in the middle of the night. We were like, let's just be prostitutes. Take your glasses off. Holy. That was you? (laughs) That was us? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we just did. Probably not. Let's go into Tuesday's show. Oh, my God. Tuesday's show was, um, God, who was in? One second. Oh, I looked it up. It was Mateo Lane and Emmy Blotnick. And, oh, my God, we were going over new jokes that uh, Mateo and Emily had seen each other perform the night before, and they were just, like, telling each other how funny they were. Here's Emmy Blotnick and Mateo Lane in studio on Tuesday. Okay, I had a, a real – oh, boy. I went to a wedding last weekend that was um, in the desert, and it was, like, camping – like everybody had to go rough it for this wedding. Oh, I and hope they don't last. Oh my god! <laughs> I, <laughs> I really hope it fails. It's a real stress test Ugh. of a friendship to. We were sleeping in. And teepees. they probably won't. I mean, most things don't. It's, but I'm sure they're a lovely couple. I but mean, they're just wonderful. But God, a hundred degree teepee in the no, desert. No, so come I to my to fire festival it. wedding. It is, that's exactly. Oh you know, God, you were cheating off my notes, but yeah. is, is that what you fi- said? Fire it, yes, it's a that's fire hilarious. That's what it is. It was just, it was so, I, I'm too Jewish to do this. It doesn't. Did you go with your boyfriend? Yeah. And he was like, he reserved a hotel room and I was like, we're all supposed to stay in the teepees. And he was like, if you say so. And the whole time he was like, you did this. Yeah. Yeah. You did this to us. Now that's where I pull out like my Italian aunts and I'm like. We're staying in a hotel. I, that's yes. the way to do it. I should have been. The, the teepees are wonderful for Instagram. You, you know, you come out of the teepee and take one picture, and then you sleep in a hotel. Yes. Do you say that and say, like, I'm Jewish. We don't. Yes. This isn't that's great. My we... ancestors worked very hard so I wouldn't have to sleep in the desert or in camps. And <laughs> it's, oh, boy. It was just so insane. So I was trying to get everything together last night because yeah. I had all this, like, simmering. New material. Teepee rage. Yeah. <laughs> I was writing a bit about weddings, too. I'm not making a joke this weekend. Writing bits about weddings. That's what, so funny. What, what are you exploring? My with bit is I that, love working out new jokes. Well, I just think it's like, I was trying to think of like, because I have this joke about Queer Eye and my take on Queer Eye. So I was trying to think about like weddings too. And I was like, the weddings are like gays ver- way of like, that's our secret revenge against straight people. Because like we, you know, we're always getting punched and called a faggot. I'm like, yeah, guess who's going to be the faggot when you're paying $400 for a white flower at your wedding? Like, bitch, we'll get you. Don't just you wait. Yeah. Like we jack up prices and add shit Hilarious. you don't need just so we watch straight people spend spend all their money and then we just file our nails like got them <laughs> something like that and another thing too I was thought this would be funny with like women who are bridesmaids are always complaining they're like oh for six months I have to be her I have to be there every day she's calling me and crying I have to tell her she looks good I have to go shopping like bitch I've been a bridesmaid for life like I don't want <laughs> to hear game. about it oh my god <laughs> that's great I love that yeah. I um I've been re-exploring a bit about how I don't want to get married, but I do want to be engaged forever. <laughs> oh, that's forever that and ever. Yeah. Because is there anything better than the engaged part? First of all, you get the big display of affection that <clears throat> he gets down on one knee. People go, oh my God, what's happening? You get the pictures, you get the surprise. So you get that, which is like probably the epitome of all of this. Right. Right? It doesn't get better than that. Right. Then you get the ring. So you get a ring, right? right. Which men don't have to wear because why? Why don't men have to wear a ring when I they're engaged? Men, don't men get engagement rings? No. It's they get the to be band. they're still open. Yeah. They're still looking. Well, they're goes, not sold on it, but you're taken. Well because marriage used to be about I don't know if you want to add this in marriage sure. was all about property. property. Yeah. I know. That's what it is. I know. So you it's get like a engaged. nice way of being like, I own you. I know. It, it really is. And they don't have to wear. It's just weird to me. So then you get a ring and you get people being excited. No, everyone's excited when you're like, I'm engaged. Yeah. If you find out someone's engaged, you go, oh. What do you, when you find out someone's married? What do you say? You say like, you're oh. dead. You're basically dead. Yeah, <laughs> you just go sorry or cool. Like no one cares. But being engaged, there is this enthusiasm anywhere you take that information. If you talk about your fiance, people are like, oh my gosh, this fiance. When did yeah. that happen? But but even how you say when you're engaged, when you tell someone you're engaged versus you're married, there's a big difference. When you Huge. say when you say. 
we're engaged. You're excited. When you say you're married, there's always like, you can feel them prepping. I'm married. Yes. <laughs> oh, that it's, it's a very, if I could describe this, it's all the muscles around the mouth turning downwards at the yes. same time. It's 42 being, muscles <laughs> heading downwards. Being muscles. married is perpetual the day after your birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being engaged is perpetual the day, the day before. before your birthday. That's a perfect yes. fucking yes. way to describe And your yes. wedding is your birthday, but like, wouldn't you want to live in a world it's the day before your birthday yes. than a world where yes. it's the day after your birthday? Right. And you're you're chosen, someone wants to marry you, so you get to be like, listen, someone wants to spend their life with me. It's probably gonna happen, and but you don't have to actually go through with it, and if you want to break up, there's no, you just could give a ring back, you don't have to involve a lawyer. That's the thing, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to get married because I never want to have a person relationship with a lawyer. I guess and you're right. Engagements just, don't have lawyers involved. No. And if you want, the only way to assure that you will not get divorced is to never get married. That is the only yeah. way. That was Tuesday's show. Also on Tuesday's show, very exciting. As I was walking into the building, I ran into no other than hip hop uh, R&B star Nelly, who's from the Lou and he's proud. Do you know Nelly? Yeah, Nelly grills, right? Gr- Does he do grills? Grills. What about that song? Um, what about what song? Because it's all in my head. I think, think about, about it over, over and over, over again. And I think about yeah, it. Him and Tim McGraw, they did a they did a duet, which I don't think either one of them would sign off on that word. But they did do a duet together. It was one of my favorite Nelly songs, actually. Um, right away. That was before Old Town Road. That yeah, was, that's, that's a good yeah, point. That wow. Rap, that was a rap country song. They kept it on the country charts. Right, because, right. Yeah, but you but, had a white guy. It's but fine. you, you, you had a white guy, and it's fine. Yeah, you had Tim McGraw, you had Billy Ray Cyrus. Now it's country, but just black. Like if Nelly just sang that song, it, yeah, no. you're right. Well, that's fucked up. Um, we can't even get into the politics of that, but that is kind of <laughs> fucked up, dude. I don't like it. I do love Nelly though, and I'm from St. Louis, and Nelly became famous my senior year of high school, and so it was just like a great time. It was like hot in here. Was our our, our anthem, oh. our senior year anthem. I mean, and he was hot so hot in here. Oh. Like it was just so good. Oh. And then he referenced like like really, uh, you know, like in depth St. Louis things that you would only know if you were from the Lou and you're proud. So he just like he just represented your hometown so well in such a caring way. He talked about St. Louis all the time. Like, imagine the person from your hometown who makes it big ends up talking about your... Like, that doesn't happen a lot. People from Sacramento don't go on to, like, act in shows about Sacramento and talk about Sacramento. Like, Nelly was all St. Louis. He put us on the map. It was big, so I ran it. Don't you feel, though, there's a great marketing tool in the... You're now relating yourself to a whole fucking city. So yeah, so you have them backing you, but you also risk alienating the rest of the country who doesn't give a fuck about the 16th most yeah. populous city in America. True. True, but... I don't know. It's still the sixteen. It's still a big city. I don't know. It just give it gives you more than just. Okay. Itself. Well, then why don't you do that, old Port well, St. Louis, that's Lucy? What I'm saying Port St. Lucie is a th- fifteen hundred or fifteen thousand biggest. I'm saying I can't do it. Whenever you talk about small towns, you gotta be like, it's a small town road next to the creek. Like you can't be that specific because there's yeah. nothing down. Yeah. No one cares. But you can relate yeah. to everyone else in small towns because small towns together rally as one small yes. town. Yes, yes, and becomes one big city. You, yeah. Andrew had a great point earlier. Um, Andrew, by the way, is, has a new podcast that's starting next Tuesday called The Puddle Podcast uh, with Andrew Collin. So check that out. We'll have all the information, but you can follow him on Instagram at Andrew, Col- Andrew T. Collin for info. He has a new podcast, but his fr- he, um, he reclaimed the name Puddle Boy, which was something that he dumped probably six months ago. And had adopted maybe four months previous to that. So he was Puddle Boy for a, a little bit of a stretch. And then he just dumped it in the middle of the night. Like he wiped his whole Instagram clean and was like, I'm no longer Puddle Boy. And then he starts a podcast and he gets the name back, which I'm all for. I've always been for Puddle Boy, I think. Um, I was kind of the per- person to get Puddle Boy. I was part of the Puddle Boy process. Yeah. Puddle Boy started because Andrew had done a podcast. One of the girls that listened to a podcast listened to his podcast commented that she he made her puddle in her pants and i said andrew it's because she peed because he was like wow i I, i'm pretty hot i made her puddle and i go it's yeah she you made her laugh so hard she peed and then he read back her comment to me and no it was confirmed that she was turned on by what andrew was saying and said she puddled in her pants so that's how he became puddle boy and um and then and now you're puddle boy again and and one of your friends gave you some shit about it right yes one of my friends who has a tv show who I don't know. Can yeah, we, yeah. Rami 
gave me shit about Rami Youssef has a TV show Rami on Hulu and he has a new special out you should check out on HBO called Feelings but Rami uh, texted you and goes what's with this puddle boy yeah he goes what's with this puddle boy shit and I was like I was like we can't all have a cool unique name I was like what if your TV show which is called Rami was just Andrew <laughs> no one to f- no one w- or Beth Stephanie, no one would fucking watch that. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good Puddle point. Boy, I need an extra thing. Also, people are like, "How could you be Puddle Boy? Like, aren't you a stand-up comic? Don't you take this seriously?" Like, I feel like people feel that way. Like, uh, yeah, I felt that way a little bit. Like, you can't have an alias as stand-up, but dude, it's obviously I could be Puddle Boy on. You can be anything yeah, you want. It yeah. doesn't matter. There's no rules to this game, and that's a great point. Also, rappers all day long. Logic, Machine Gun Kelly, Big Papa. I mean, why do rappers get to have it? And then they're still very taken seriously as lyricists, but yeah. a comic can't be taken seriously on, uh, by doing comedy by having... Yeah. Also, how many comics have fake stage names? Okay, okay. Well, you I prove mean, your point. I'm on your side. I Emil- mean, Dave Attell really even named Dave? Who knows? Now, Emil Joachim, <laughs> I'm also with him here. He's That's the host this name. weekend. Emil Joachim is a great name. E-M-I-L-W-A-K-I-M, if you want to follow him on Instagram. Um, have you ever thought about changing your name or doing anything with your name? No, it's weird enough as it is. Like, it's too short to nickname it also. But also, Andrew left out that he got criticism for Puddle Boy, and then he goes, oh, okay, I'll change it. And he changed it to Ticklecock. Oh, no, that I, is a no, great I, point, Emil. He changed Puddle Boy to Ticklecock. So Not true. Away. I just changed my middle name to Ticklecock. T- so it's Andrew Ticklecock Colin, a.k.a. Puddle Boy, a.k.a. Poop Hands, a.k.a. <laughs> dry Dick Jackpot. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you hear how that just rolled off the tongue, you guys? Um, we got a nipple. We got a live nipple. There's a woman, and her nipple is legit <laughs> hanging out of her swimsuit. Full, full nipple. But it's like a. Sh- there's like a mesh on top of the cleavage. No, 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 no. Do not tell her. He just goes. Should I tell her? Do not tell her. It's funny. Like, you kind of hope to see nipple when you see like boob cleavage but then you do see the nipple and you're like I kind of didn't want to see that like I, yeah. I almost wish I did I want her to fix it because I feel like she doesn't know she like doesn't what should know. I d- she so has no idea you so guys she has no idea okay watch her it's gonna happen so this girl is sipping water she's she's a busty gal and she's wearing a black swimsuit that's a one piece but on the top you know where it like oh, cuts wait. across um where it cuts across there's like mesh on top of it and her nipple is very dark so you can see it clearly through the black mesh and her friend's coming back I don't think her friend's no, coming back I, I thought her friend was coming back well, we'll keep you updated on Nipplegate here at the <laughs> Link Hotel uh, poolside but let's get into the clip where I talk about Nelly oh now I teased this because of my post of the other day I posted on Instagram that Nelly I gotta talk louder because the music's being turned up you guys it's getting turned up in here when Nelly was on the podcast, or when I talked about Nelly on the um, on my Instagram, I said that I I told the embarrassing story of what I said when I met him, and I couldn't even share the most embarrassing moment on my Instagram. So in this uh, in this segment, you hear the most embarrassing moment, and we'll come back, and it won't be so loud. Jackpot! I said I walked up to Nelly, and I was just like, I go, are, I go Nelly, and he was like, yeah, and I was like. Hi, I'm a big, huge fan, because I really am. And I go, I'm from St. Louis. Thank you for everything you've done for our community. I said community? <laughs> I was trying to make it sound like... Are you, like, on the board of the St. Louis community public? <laughs> like, you're sitting there figuring out how much money goes to the arts and crafts, like, local theater? Our community. Our Thank community. you for planting all those trees, Nelly. <laughs> he must have really been confused, because he was like, community? Like... Like I could see, like if you went to like uh, like Gloria Steinem, you're like, thank you for our community. Yeah. Like you're talking about feminism and women or gays. Like, oh yeah. But you like just no. walked up as a white woman, were like, thank you for our community. With my and Starbucks he, cup. He's like, maybe like, she works for a... band aids. Oh, and then so I tried funny. to like, I was like, can I get a selfie? I go, I'm talent, so I know how annoying this. Is. I had to like give him that because I wanted him to know, like, I know this is not okay. And I was actually saying that for his like people around him, because I knew they were gonna be. Like get her, get her away, and yeah, I'm like, how many of them listen, are I know talent. I know what talent can <laughs> t- t- can handle. Sometimes I'm that. You Sometimes turned into I'm your own that. PR woman. You just walked up. You're like, listen, I know how this works. I run this town. Oh. Thank you for what you've done for our community. Photo, you now oh light. Listen, Nelly, I was very lonely for all the years you were famous. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> saved me. We're back. That was. Um, Tuesday show. This brings us into Wednesday show. We are now away from the pool. We're like on the seventh floor. We went in the wrong elevator and we got stuck on a floor. So now we're in a quiet floor. It smells like cigarette smoke in this 
casinos so badly. Does this affect you, Emil, as someone who's never smoked before? It makes me want to smoke more because I only see the coolness of it, and I'm like, fuck, I should have done it. Yeah, people look so cool when they're breathing in cigarette smoke in casinos. It's like they don't give a shit. I'm like, fuck, yeah. they're just like dying. And they're losing money, and then they're like also dying slowly. I'm like, that's... I asked you just about the air, and you were talking about actual smoking cigarettes. Yeah, for sure. The, yeah. the act of it. The act of smoking a cigarette looks cool. Yeah, you got me these little weed cigarettes that look like... Emil always brings me weed when he opens for me. It's like one of the nicest things that, you know, I'd really love from all of my openers. But, you know, sometimes you bring a guy on the road and he doesn't really get you any presents ever when he comes to open for you. My back is broken carrying you. (laughs) Okay. By you, I meant luggage. My luggage? You have one bag to carry. It's not that big. You always complain. It's usually actually the lightest of the two bags because I pack the smaller one, which I'm given because it's smaller in shape, but it's actually heavier because I... Dude, it's 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 equal. It's equal because yesterday my luggage added up to eighty four pounds, and my um, biggest suitcase, which was yours, was forty eight because I put it on first. So what's forty eighty four minus forty eight? Thirty six. So no 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 wait I don't know whatever it is it doesn't matter I don't I don't like math I don't want to do it and I just put myself in okay we're about to find out yeah thirty six so you're carrying twelve more pounds than me. Okay. Well, I guess that's something. Not to mention I'm 100 pounds heavier than you. No, you're not. I'm 70 pounds heavier than you. What do you weigh? 190. Okay. That's a good point. Um, yeah, so you've got a lot to carry around. <laughs> and you're shorter than me. How does that feel? We're the same exact height. Okay. Well, that technically as a man, shorter. Actually. You're if you're the same as a woman, you get to round down because that's you should be taller than a woman. So shorter. Yeah, but you're f- five years I'm just being a bitch right now. No, Short guys listening, don't be mad at me. No, you're five years younger than me. You're shrinking every day. I've already shrunk. I'm, I'm five years ahead of you. You're going to shrink too. You're I gonna know. You're going to keep shrinking saying, too. You're going to be shorter than me before we die. No, I won't. Maybe. No, th- that's not how any of this works. Yeah. We got to get to the last uh, <laughs> podcast segment, which was with. Karen Feehan and Andrew Collin. It was me talking about birds. Birds, birds, jackpot. So I pull up, I pull uh. Merles. I pulled up uh, <laughs> the pet finder. I'm swiping on this bird and I found a bird. Oh, so there's a bird pet finder too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can search for any animal on it. It's pet finder, not dog finder. And um, so I searched bird in my area. There's no fucking birds in my area. Interesting. But there is, there's only this many birds, like a cockatiel. There's only six uh, cockatiels available. One's a drawing. <laughs> and one literally is a drawing. <laughs> It's $400, has all its shots, it's up to date. But I met this girl, I see this girl, Stella, and I'm artist. reading about this cockatiel named Stella. She's small, young, and female, which oh, cute. Prefers a home without um, without small children. That's great. Um, my foster mom says I am a very calm, quiet little bird. I like to look out the window, preen, and eat, and I am pretty content to just do my own thing. I do occasionally play with toys, especially straw ones or the kind you can shred. I am currently eating nice, blah, 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 blah. Right now, I will occasionally step up. That's when you put your finger on their belly and they step up. But I am still nervous around hands and do not enjoy being pet. But since I am young, I may come around with enough time and patience. That's when I started sobbing because I realized this bird is me. Yeah, I was And I was like, I need to get this bird and we both need to teach each other to love. And it just made sense. And I started sobbing. I was like, Stella is me. And then I looked and she lives in Florida. And I just don't know how I'm supposed to. If you know of a way to transport a bird if you have any experience transporting birds or I like how that with process another would be. Bird. just see what mike tyson did with his pigeons what do you mean he trains them to fly he, he used to train well i gotta pigeons. go to florida and train this thing well, put before it on a drone just, put it on a drone call them and whistle and be like stella this is nikki's whistle and then whistle and yeah go outside Karen, i feel and like whistle. you're just being you're pl- <laughs> you're being sarcastic you can, i, I really want an option they where's fly. palm harbor Palm Harbor? Oh, it's Is that near south. Miami? Uh, it's, We're it's, going to Miami. I might go see this bird. Yeah. I might go sure, see a man about a bird. I guarantee there's a ton of birds in Miami. <laughs> I know, just give but it a I'm Benadryl attached to Stella now. Put it on a plane, right? That's a Benadryl for a I mean- Like a half a one. What but about the thing about flying with birds bird. is that you have to get TSA approval. You have to like- yeah. Putting it on another bird. Okay, yeah. these aren't real options. No, I'm yeah, just that he was throwing crazy. ideas though. So then I went inside and I was, and then, so the birds came back, the little birds on the 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 branch, and I was talking to them, and I was like, "This is all coming together. I'm getting a bird. This is gonna happen." Just put that bird. And in I go, your house. "I want these birds to like come over to me." And I was like, "Oh, I'll just feed them. Like, yeah. why yeah. wouldn't I go get some?" Cr-? So I go inside. 
I've never even thought that. I'm always like, if Andrew, you've been with me where I, I see little birds I'm and I'm like, you as bird. bird. I always want birds to talk to me and they always go away, right? But I see you in six months being in a park with bird shit all over Dude, you. Dude, that with is- 50 I'm not kidding birds. you. This is how it and happens. And that guy, yeah, I can see it. I That's what I was getting to. Yeah. So I go inside and I go, oh, I have some crackers. So I got some crackers and I went back out on my balcony and I put them down and the birds are not coming over. And I was like- this is how it starts. <laughs> this, at some point, a woman who is the bird yes. woman in the park had yeah. to go inside and go, yes. oh, I've, I've been yearning for these birds to talk right. to me. How do I get them? Uh, oh, She probably food. went on Pet Finder. She realized there are none in the area. I'm a bird lady. Yeah. I realized that I'm going to be a bird lady in the park as soon as I really get haggard and like no one wants to fuck me. Mm. Birds. All the time You're in there. the park. You're there. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I promise. I still, <laughs> I get spray tans, Andrew. I'm still trying to get I don't know. No, you're almost there. You're... But I was like, oh my God, this is it. I, I just had a, I started laughing because I was yeah, like, because so then I, I had a realtor showing my place and I had to leave and I realized he was going to walk out on the balcony at one point and, and show them the balcony and there were just burnt, I mean, there's crumbs everywhere. So either I'm the messiest eater or there's a woman trying to become a bird lady who failed. The bird didn't even bird. come. I think you're going to I can't do get it. a bird to talk to me. Because those I think are the wrong birds. Like I think I'm picturing you bringing this a, dude. Is a metaphor for my life. But Sorry. those are the wrong birds. You're searching. You're trying to get like a tree bird. You need That's, a pigeon and bird. And that's my problem with men, too. Yeah, I'm going you're after trying the wrong men. Yeah, you're trying to get a... What were you saying, what? Karen? I'm picturing you bringing a dude home and birds just dive bombing. <laughs> I love it. And you're like, these are my birds. I love Karen. them very much. That's the podcast this week, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm coming to you live from Las Vegas. I hope you come see me tonight and tomorrow and Sunday at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club at Caesars. Um, and then next week I'm going to be, I don't, oh, I'm going to be in Los Angeles all week, but the week after that, Miami, Miami improv, go get tickets there Friday and Saturday shows. I hope to see you there. I'm on tour all the time. Check out all those dates. Uh, yeah. Jackpot, jackpot, spread the jackpot love. I'm about to get into an elevator. I think, never mind. Those people just, uh, ran away from us. I was at an elevator bank and definitely talking too loud and the people next to me did not care for it and just, uh, decided to go back to their hotel room, I guess. Um, I don't understand why casinos have to be like, you can smoke inside. I'm feel like I'm getting sick. I'm annoyed by it. Um, can we get some legislation on that, please? I mean, I guess we've got bigger fish to fry out in this world than that, but, um, Hope you guys had a good July 4th. I hope you had a good, have, hope you have a good week. I hope you all try to meditate. I know I just did and it helped me because I thought I, I recorded the whole intro to this podcast and then we thought it erased. Like for a minute, we thought it erased. And it didn't erase. I'm sorry. All of a sudden I'm in a really crowded lobby because the elevator came and dumped me out. But the podcast almost, I thought it erased. We taped like 25 minutes at that cabana. The stuff you heard at the top of the show. I mean, what a, what a loss that would have been had we lost it. But we had just recorded 25 minutes and then my phone malfunctioned and we thought we lost it. And generally I would just go like, oh my God, oh no, what the fuck? And like go to this place of like, I have to do it all over again. But I just, and Andrew kind of went there. I got to be honest, Andrew kind of started freaking out, but I didn't. And I honestly, everything in me only points to meditation. That's the only reason I didn't freak out then. I was just like, oh, okay, I guess the world wants me to record another podcast. And I know that seems like, oh, you're probably just Zen and you smoke a lot of pot. But that is not my nature to not care about those things. I freak out about everything. So if you're someone who overreacts about things and maybe you think it's just who you are, it doesn't have to be who you are. And meditation really helps you just go through life much easier. So I didn't mean to get all sentimental during this, but I was grateful to meditation so many times this week because I could have freaked out. And guess what? I did. I got really depressed on Tuesday. And that's another thing. If you stay to the end of the pod, you're going to get a little bit of um, self-motivation from good old glazed dog. But I was really depressed on Tuesday. Super, super depressed. It came on me like a fucking thunderstorm. I talked about it on the serious show. But, um, and it was after I met Nelly. I mean, I was having a great little fucking morning. Great show. Did radio on Bob and Tom before I did radio on my own show. Bob and Tom is a radio show that I was on last week. And I was feeling great. And then I got hit by a wave of depression. And, um, and what I did, because I was crying and I couldn't stop crying, I reached out to friends. And I just told them, 
hey, I'm feeling really depressed right now. And it wasn't me asking them to come to my apartment and rescue me or to check me into a hospital or to call. Like, they didn't freak out. They're due as any friend did. And they said, what's going on? I texted with them about it. They asked if if I wanted to talk. I didn't want to talk. But I texted out my feelings. And just telling someone made me feel better. So if you're like me and you just get overwhelmed with sadness sometimes and it comes on like a a dark cloud, just it really helped for me to reach out to someone. And then I got out of it. And I know that you can't always get out of it and it's not that simple, but um, I think I would have stayed in it much longer had I not reached out to a friend. So I just recommend that. And I hope that um, no one feels that way this week. But if you do, reach out to friends about anything. If you have a friend in your life, use them because friends... Friends are so valuable, and uh, the more I try to find love in my life, and I'm like, oh, I don't have a partner, and all that bullshit, and a a man to love me, I'm like, you know what? I have girlfriends that are going to be my friends forever, and that's more guaranteed than some fucking dude I might marry, truly. I feel like if we talked, if we looked at the success rate of best friendships between women or men men and men uh, versus divorce rates, we'd find that friendships are more successful. So hang on to your friends, celebrate your friends. And I hope that if you have no friends that you feel like maybe I'm your friend because, um, I don't know you, but I'm sure you're great. If you relate to this at all, I bet we would be friends. Um, but don't get it twisted. If you have like a mental illness that makes you think I'm talking to you, we're not friends. We don't know each other, but You get what I'm saying. You get it. Oh, look at it. We're back full circle. Have a great week, you guys, and we'll see you next week on the podcast. Spread the word. Tell your friends about this podcast. Get them into it. It means a lot to me, and I'll see you out there. Squirt, squirt, jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.